Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up and you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but that's not all. Make a $50 or more first-time deposit. You're going to get a free membership to CHGO. That gets you all of our web content, access to our Discord, our members-only Discord, and a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. All that for making a $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. Thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. Uh, hit us up in a chat. We'll try to get some of your questions answered as well. Make sure you are uh, subscribed to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And make sure you uh, subscribe on the YouTube channel as well. All those things are very, very helpful for us. Today, it is Wednesday. It is our evaluation day. Today, we're going to talk about Kirby Doc and Eric Gustafson. But before we get to all that, we want to... be a good time. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. So, uh, <laughs> a very bef- positive episode of yeah. the CHGO Blackhawks <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Before we get to that, though, we should tie up uh, one of our big topics yesterday for Top Shelf Tuesday. We discussed the future of Chelsea Dagger. And, you know, we had an off-air conversation and just sort of came up like, hey, that song was really representative of the dynasty. And is it time now that a new era is beginning to kick off a new goal song? So we threw it up on Twitter talked about on the podcast, and during yesterday's show, we had about 900 votes, and we were right at 50-50. Well, Lawrence put his vote in. He did, made put it, it. Put it over the top for, uh, yeah. yes, change it to 50.5%, but, uh, yeah, a, a late push by the, uh, the keep yeah. it crowd. Yeah, so uh, when the poll ended 1,200 votes. Wow. Last night, 1,200 votes. The fans have spoken. 52.2% of Blackhawks fans say no. Chelsea Dagger is a classic, and keep it as it is. So, And this was the official it. poll, so the Blackhawks will be keeping the song. They have to. Because we have that power to change it. So. <laughs> I got, I got For everyone call. freaking out, don't worry. I got a phone call from Danny Wirtz last night yeah. saying, it's official, we're keeping it. Thank Not you. that it was even up for discussion. Wait a minute, I thought, we, I thought we definitely gerrymandered in this district. Didn't we? Can't we like change the uh, amount I of I do. I am the admin of like four Twitter accounts, so <laughs> this time you I did not. fudge the results. Usually yeah. I will fudge results. Uh, this time I did not. But that's the Chicago way. Vote several times. There you go. Right? That's what you have to do. So the people have spoken. Uh, looks like Chelsea Dagger is here to stay. But regardless of how the poll ended, it was it was so polarizing. Yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. No, that was a good. That was a good. That's got, I, like, I'm going to go on a limb and say that was our largest poll we've had. What she said. 
Um, <laughs> so we had depends who you talk to. I tweeted this photo, uh, a screen cap from the CHGO Blackhawks account on Twitter at CHGO underscore Blackhawks. Uh, AUST is the user's name. Responds to the question, WTF? Hell no. And then Hockey Poppy says, yes, for the love of God, change it. And that was very, very consistent. <laughs> that was exactly with what, how it was. Yeah, yeah, it's what we were seeing in the comments where people were one way or the other. People are completely done with it or you cannot even consider mm-hmm. changing the song. Well, the weird, the, And I think people underestimated what it would be. We had one of our, our members in the Discord channel. They were talking yesterday about it and... He said that, oh, I bet you 90% of the fans want to keep it. Well, not so much. So, I mean, I don't think that this is never a topic of we need to change it or anything like that. It's just a fun little discussion discussion that people obviously have opinions, very strong opinions about. You survey the people, you have some fun. Yeah, as as I think we kind of all said that, like, we're not advocating to change anything. Listen, all the things that need to be changed in the Blackhawks organization, Chelsea Dagger is at the very bottom of that list. Low. Um, but, you know, <laughs> if you are going to rebuild and rebrand, maybe, you know, that connection to a past era is something you change. But, you know. Well, here's the thing. And as we move on through the offseason here, uh, it is June 8th. We do five podcasts a week. We've got four months until there's hockey. So sometimes (laughs) our topics will be a little bit silly and a little bit unimportant. And other times they're going to be very silly and very unimportant. (laughs) And it is what it is. By the way, one of the recommendations someone gave us yesterday for a replacement song is a song by Ghost called From the Pinnacle to the Pit. Yes. So I listened to that song on the way home and and it's almost too perfect. (laughs) <laughs> in your empire, they stare and frown from the pinnacle to the pit. It's a long way down. You are cast out from the heavens to the ground, blackened feathers falling down. Like, whoa. Okay, this is a little <laughs> on the nose. Was this song written about the Blackhawks? There's a whole verse about well, Eric Gustafsson in here. What the hell? <laughs> well, that makes sense because they are from Sweden and they are huge hockey go. fans. There they are. Go. The Van Ghost are huge <laughs> hockey fans. Uh, I, it was so funny. I just I had not heard that incredible. song before and I, I put it on. I'm, I'm like, oh my. This yeah, is whoever very suggested, whoever su- <laughs> We had a couple of suggestions for that. Whoever suggested it, pretty spot on. I doubt we'll see that. <laughs> Not a lot of sing-along chants in a ghost song. Um, but tell me this. Is there a ghost burger at Kuma's? Yes, there is. Oh, I ha- it's a burger of the month. I actually had it in March. That's the one where they put the communion wafer on top of it. <laughs> it's an unblessed communion wafer. So it's basically a piece of foam on top yeah, of sure. your burger that you flick off little, and you eat. little cracker. Yeah. Oh, man. It's got a red, wa- a red wine uh, glaze. On oh, it man. and some po- uh, pork shoulder, I believe. Oh. I mean, that sounds delicious. It was amazing. There's no ghost pepper on that. Mm. Uh, no, I would. F- uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's too cliche. I was gonna say that'd be too perfect. <laughs> they to went for the one. whole communion thing with the wine and the wafer. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. When delicious. they first had that, I believe they were getting protests from the uh, like four people from the churchy people. Mm. That's exactly what they're going for. Exactly. Happen. Thanks for the free publicity. It's <laughs> all it is is a little unleavened bread that has not been blessed. It is nothing. It is you nothing. Said, until you said it, it was a burger of the month. It's, it's not. It's not on the menu ah, permanently. It's now. I want it. They brought it. They <laughs> I brought it like right They brought it for the month of March oh, okay. uh, and March is my birthday month so oh, there you I go. was like for you let's perfect way to celebrate my go. birthday it was a little blasphemy you know that's <laughs> how I roll there you go uh the, the other protesters little... outside our building but one, one song that I uh that I wanted to I know it's the, the polls are closed but one song that uh 
I remembered on on my way driving in here that had some connection to the Blackhawks, um, and is the opposite of that that song's message is a uh, long way to the top by ACDC. That's on rocks. And the Hawks used that at the end of the 18-19 season to try and push themselves into the playoffs, give them a little jolt. It didn't work. Uh, <laughs> But now it would have a it would have a different meaning, and, uh, and maybe it's just the optimist in me that is it's like, yeah, let's get back to the top. And you guys are like, go down to the pit. <laughs> I was just, it was just so can't on go the back nose. up until you hit rock bottom. That's true. Right? That's true. I'd only accept that song if it was the School of Rock version with the kids and Jack Black. Sure, why not? Bloopy bloopy bloopy. Yeah, where the kids are just singing. Yeah. It might be cheaper to get the rights to that version. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Should we play that on the podcast without getting flagged by YouTube? Yeah. That's the question. I mean, I love that movie. <laughs> the kids, the kids version. Awesome. I'm sure Jack Black is policing the YouTubes all day, looking for copyright infringements. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. He's absolutely doing that. Yes. Uh, the other little bit of news is our buddy Mark Lazarus had an interesting tweet a few moments ago. As Mario regroups, coffee. spilling coffee on himself, <laughs> yeah. pulling up his texts. Here we are. So yeah, so uh, uh, Mark put out the uh, the odds for who will be the next Blackhawks head coach, not an interim coach. Um, so it's a, it's an interesting list. It's got all the uh, you know it's got all the names that you'd expect uh, to be on here: David Quinn, John Tortorella, Claude Julian, Paul Maurice, Jeff Blaschel, Travis Green, Rick Tockett, Jim Montgomery, Derek Lalonde, uh, Mike Vellucci, Barry Trotz, Peter DeBoer, and Derek King. And at the top is Derek King with. Three to one odds. I'm not liking that Pete DeBoer. Why the hell would you want anything to do with that guy? Pete um, DeBoer is second at six to one. Third is Barry Trotz. Telling at me seven that whoever made these odds do- doesn't watch hockey. Um, yeah, this doesn't. It's seem... it's an odd top three. That's for sure. Yeah, like literally the guy that one of the biggest insiders in the entire hockey world mentioned yesterday is not on the list and Todd Reardon. Funny thing is Jim Montgomery, uh, I listened to the entire 32 thoughts podcast on the way home yesterday. And like a couple minutes after the whole little segment where he talks, uh, Elliot Friedman talks about Todd free, uh, Todd Reardon. Todd Reardon. He mentions Jim Montgomery as another guy. He would think the Blackhawks would want to talk to. Too, yeah. So I, I would be fine with that. that. Yeah. I think <laughs> that that's good. Rick Tockett. No freaking way. I'm tired of the Rick Tockett. No There's really Tockett. nobody on that list outside of, you know, Maybe Jim Montgomery, Derek King, that I really would care much about. I still like, Gromberg is interesting. I still like the yeah. option of David Quinn. Yeah, Grom, Gromberg's a, a name that's popped up. Mike Vellucci an interesting of, name. Bunch of coaching jobs. I know yeah, the Flyers talk to him, mm-hmm. uh, according to Friedman as well. He's a guy that another Pittsburgh guy. Pittsburgh could be using Pittsburgh both assistant. of their uh, assistants. Yeah, uh, he Mike Vellucci was uh, he won a Calder Cup with the Charlotte Checkers mm-hmm. in 2019. He was the head coach. Um, so that would be an interesting name. He's a longtime hockey guy. Uh, his daughter, Allie, is actually the uh, fantastic social media director for the Wolves right here oh, in Chicago. So there that you go. True. The Wolves also doing pretty well in the yes. Calder Cup. Uh, Shout Calder out to Cup. the Wolves. They are or, uh, Western Conference Finals. Yes, they are up to zip on the uh, Stockton Heat. Stockton. In the... Uh, uh, Stockton what, Heat. Yeah. Well, they're the Flames. Uh, they're going to be the Calgary Heat ne- next year. Okay. They're the Flames AHL. Affiliate. I mean, uh, they're up 2-0. Two wins away from a Calder Cup final where they would face either Rochester or Laval. Uh, Springfield. Springfield, right. Springfield or Laval. Yep. East Coast uh, teams. So looking at this list, we have heard uh, Kyle Davidson say it. They wanted somebody with a presence. 
There's a lot of presence on this. There is list. a lot of presence on this list. Where's David that? Quinn? Where's that Reardon guy that I couldn't spell? His That's name what I'm saying. Yesterday. He's yeah, not yeah, on the not, list, not, which tells me like whoever's making this this list this has is. no idea what they're talking about. Yeah, it's I don't. David Quinn's a name on that list. I wouldn't have a problem with. If Paul I've Maurice always, wanted to wanted yeah, to coach see, again, I would be totally fine with that too. I've always liked yeah. him. I I feel like Winnipeg should have a should have achieved more mm-hmm. under his like that's a team who was kind of similar to Colorado in the depth and the size and the speed you're like built for the playoffs and they just have not been able to put it together maybe he's that A to B guy but he does have a presence he's got a lot of experience it's been yeah. a cup final yeah he's it, got a ton of experience it, and and Michael in the chat brings up like where's Bruce Cassidy on this list yeah i mean this list might have been produced yeah, before I'm, Cassidy was available, but even still. Yeah, it's, um, take it with a grain of salt. If you're actually betting on who the Hawks' next coach is. Yeah, don't um, do that yet. 1-800-GAMBLER is my <laughs> suggestion. Don't do it yet. It's, yeah, don't do it. 1-800-522-4700. Yeah, that, that five too. 800 Reach out to somebody. Zero. Anybody. <laughs> there may be a... But Derek King having the top odds is kind of unexpected, but also, like, really makes me raise my eyebrow. Because it's like... Yes, the Blackhawks have the option of like, well, we don't want to change too much, but with the options that are out there, and I like Derek King as a person and and as a coach, but I just, there's, there's too many options just on this list where you're like, yeah, I would, I would prefer that over, over having King back. And yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just interesting that he's at the top of the list. Has you, has your feeling uh, for both you guys, we spent a lot of time at the end of the season uh, as we started launching here saying, like, hey, you know, bring King back. What do you have to lose? He's not going to cause any harm. He's good with the kids. Have you found yourself, now that some time has passed, changing your mind on that a little bit and finding yourself? Because I think if they did just bring back King, as much as I, I adore the guy, he's a great guy, I would be a little bit disappointed if that was their move at head coach. To bring him back? To bring King back, yeah. Yeah, I think... I think my my view of it has changed knowing which coaches are out there and also now knowing a little bit about what the Blackhawks have said that they're actually looking for. So it 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 makes a it paints a different picture that I'm not sure Derek King exactly fits what they're looking for and um you know they our consensus I think was bring him back short term you know he can he can help develop some of the young players he has a good rapport with those players um, but knowing that the the Blackhawks have said that they want not only a coach that can have a presence in a locker room, but is also can be a coach that is the coach through the rebuild, and then also when they're ready to compete again, they kind of want someone who can do that. I'm not sure King fits the fits that bill anymore. Yeah. yeah, I think it would be a little disappointing, and and I'm one of the biggest Derek King fans in the world. He's a, a just a, a great guy. I've I loved covering him in Rockford for three years, and the b- little bit of time got to work with him. You know, after CHGO launched, just an amazing guy. Saw him in Rockford at that one playoff game, and we sat there and, and just talked as two guys in a, in a, in a hallway for 10 minutes. Like we were old, pa- old pals. So I want him to succeed, you know, on a successful level, but I would knowing what is out there and what's available and knowing what we've heard from Kyle Davidson and what he wants for his coach, the little bit that he's described what he's looking for is not Derek King. Right. So that would be a little disappointing saying, well, you kind of had your idea of who your ideal head coach is, but you kind of settled then. 
because that's not what you. Well, maybe he's hoping he can become what he is envisioning. But you know, why would you hope for this guy could become what you want when there are guys who are what you want right now? Right. So yeah, I guess it'd be a little disappointing if he doesn't if they bring him back. But I wouldn't be you know I wouldn't be flipping tables or or demanding you know people thrown under trains for that. Right. Kind of if right. you do, would you please let us film it? <laughs> oh, one hundred percent. Thank you. I'm only flipping tables in the office. I got to compete with with our yeah, bulls the, guys. We got some good tables. We got some good tables. We got some decent tables. Decent tables. Some sturdy yeah, those, tables those that can, can take flipped. a good flip. Very flippable. Flip. Not this one. Some of these are like the WWE style. If you're going to throw someone through them, and it just breaks very easily. Yeah. I always yeah. feel like when I'm going to adjust my mic, I'm going to take the entire table with me. Sometimes. Yeah, no, these this wouldn't be a flipping table, but one, one of our workstation <laughs> this one you tables. Can toss out the window. That's a rock bottom table. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. All right, well, speaking of uh, placing wagers, I would wait a little bit before I place a wager on the Blackhawks head coaching search because we've only got one name. I wouldn't even say we have no names officially. maybe two. Two rumored. Yeah. So, wait, we've got a little bit of time, but when you do, make sure you do it on the PointsBet app. Don't be a fool and place your wager somewhere else. Do it on the PointsBet app because it helps us out. Use that code CHGO when you sign up, and you're going to get two risk-free bets up to two grand. But as I mentioned earlier, you're also going to get that CHGO membership, a free T-shirt of your choice, access to our members-only Discord, all the great web content, all the stuff that comes with the CHGO membership you're going to get with that $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet, along with the two grand in free bets. That is an outstanding deal. PointsBet is your home for live in-play betting, and it just got even better just in time for the NBA Finals. Live NBA Same Game Parlay is here. For the first time ever, you can build your perfect live NBA Same Game Parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. Want more? You can also boost your live Same Game Parlays. Watch live, parlay live, and boost live with PointsBet. And now online sign-up is available in Illinois. Get out your phone, download the app, use the code CHGO. You are set up to go in minutes. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts... Don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Do we, do we jump into our Is that the end of our podcast? Do we, do we wanna... <laughs> I think we need a boost. We need a we boost. Need yes. Before we get into talking about Eric Gustafson and Kirby Doc. Uh, okay. Because I, I need one to I, do that, this. That's a very, <laughs> very good idea. And uh, if you want to start your day with a boost or... You don't have to start your day with a boost. You can have the boost any time during the day. Middle Coffee of the day. is no longer just for the morning. It's a 24-hour beverage, and I recommend you drink some Strava Craft Coffee because it is a game changer and has helped thousands of people improve their overall wellness and quality of life. I'm one of those thousands of people. I'm a big fan of Strava. It delivers delicious, fresh, roasted specialty coffee infused with organic broad CBD. The CBD from hemp doesn't make you high or hungry, but it does offer you a lot of benefits that are going to help you in your daily routine, like feeling more alert and focused without the jitters. Live your day more balanced with less anxiety and fewer aches and pains. Plus, including CBD in your daily routine can even help you enjoy a more restful night sleep. So you can wake up feeling your best and wanting more Strava CBD coffee. Strava is all about quality. Everything is small batch. It's fresh. It's shipped straight to your door. It is delicious, yes, amazing is. coffee that comes in all assortment of flavors. And it also offers concentrated full spectrum CBD for those looking to add that uh, the effects 
to your daily routine. And plus, it gets even better because CHGO listeners can save 25% off their entire purchase simply by typing in CHGO25 in the box at checkout, and they will take 25% off your entire order at StravaCraftCoffee.com. That's S-T-R-A-V-A by using the promo code CHGO25 at checkout. And if you're already a fan of Strava, and by now you should be, or else you just haven't been listening to us at all, and I take offense to that, (laughs) you can subscribe and save with the Strava Coffee Club. With Strava, you are in total control. You can order what you want, how much you need, and tell them where and exactly when to show, have it show up, and they will take it from there. And you do that, and you save money at the same time. It's just too damn easy. I had some Strava this morning. I was uh, yesterday at softball. A big 19-4 to win for the Cherry Bombs last night, by the way. All about the coaching. I was throwing pop-ups to the girls before the game, and I woke up and, like, my left arm feels like it was falling off. I had some Strava on the way here. I got that new, the little little more CBD in there. Mm. Arm's feeling much better right now. There you go. I can almost lift it. No such (laughs) thing. Fewer aches and pains. It's not just a clever ad pitch. Yeah, exactly. We've been doing these ads for a couple months now. How come they didn't? I don't want to be a brand ambassador, but how come they didn't go with Strava Java? I like rhymes. You know, That's if I was Strava Java, it's, Java. I just I just looked on the Googles. There is no Strava Java out there that I'm. I feel like Java company. is like a '90s term. Yeah, it makes me think of like really slow internet and friends. I'm sorry. Yeah, like internet cafes. Hey, yeah. I'm sorry, Jay. What is wrong with the '90s? Why don't Why don't we just call it GeoCities Coffee? Nothing. It's when I peaked. Hey. 1992 yeah. was the year of Jay Zawoski, my friend. Hey. <laughs> all right? Like, it's yeah. all been downhill since then, but it was, 1992 was great for me. I'm just saying, you know, I don't know. Seems like they missed an opportunity, but whatever. Get your Strava all right. coffee. I, th- I think you should send an, a letter to the Strava folks and let them know your idea, and yeah. I'm sure they will. They might go through a full rebranding if you uh, get, if you convince yeah. them. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, ex- that's expensive, though. I don't know. Maybe I could uh, get a cut of that. That'd be nice. Sounds like a great... A uh, June poll. Maybe you shouldn't yeah. have announced that it's over the internet. You blew Coming it. soon, Strava Java. Damn it, that was mine. <laughs> All right. I suppose we've wasted enough time and we should get to evaluating. Yeah, we, we, we've been avoiding this as long as possible. <laughs> Eric Gustafson and Kirby Doc. We're going to do Gus first uh, because there's not a ton to say about Eric Gustafson. And uh, you want to talk about unfortunate injuries for the Blackhawks. Caleb Jones and Wyatt Kalnick go down before the season begins, forcing the Blackhawks to explore the free agent market. And well, he who shall not be named, he's a familiar face sitting right there and brings in Eric Gustafson. And I don't know if they were forced to do <laughs> to do this. Right. Well, he who shall but not be did. named felt forced to do so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or felt compelled maybe is a stronger word yeah. or a better word. But uh, look, I, I gave Eric Gustafson, we use our feather system, by the way, four feathers is an A, three is a B, two is a C, one is a D, etc. Um, I gave him two feathers because we're doing this based on what we expected. Obviously, you did strengthen the CBD in your coffee. <laughs> I just think that he is what he is. You bring in Eric Gustafson, you're going to get an Eric Gustafson season. The problem with him this season was he wasn't generating the offense that he typically does. But if you look into the numbers, 59 games with the Hawks, three goals, 15 assists, 18 points. He was a minus four, four power play points, 3.8% shooting percentage. That's real bad. That's really bad. And we, we taught when we evaluated Seth Jones, and I think our first evaluations of the offseason, we sort of said, like, hey, he that is like an, a two something. Yeah, that is an abnormal shooting percentage 
for his career, by the way, Eric Gustafson, 6.3%. So he was probably creating a little more offense than the numbers show. That said, I never want to see him again for the Blackhawks. I just don't. like. I think we have seen what he can do. He had that one magical season where he put up huge numbers offensively, but he's a disaster in the defensive zone. He's not going to improve. There's no real, like, well, in a year or two, Eric Gustafson could really ascend. No. He, he, is is he is what he is. Mm-hmm. And if you want him to be your seventh or eighth defenseman on a contender that you call up in an emergency, should your power play quarterback go down and play him five or six minutes a night on the power play, cool. But there's no spot for uh, Eric Gustafson on this team. I don't think there should have been last season with all the defensive prospects you had. But when the season started, they had designs on a playoff run. Mm-hmm. So uh, he who shall not be named went to the free agent well, brought in a veteran, and it just did not work there, out. There was another team that had their eyes on a playoff run that brought Eric Gustafson in for a tryout in training camp, and that was the New York Islanders. And the New York Islanders, Barry Trotz, maybe the greatest defensive-minded coach of this generation, and the Islanders are a team that struggles to score goals. Eric, he had two weeks of Eric Gustafson and said, nope. I'm good. So when Barry Trotz <laughs> says, nope, maybe you should listen but Maybe. nope, he who shall be not be named decides let's bring him in fine. You need it for a couple of weeks to these guys. But then the second Stambol oh sorry. Nope. In the jar. <laughs> the second he who shall not be named was uh fired, resigned, whatever happened. The second he was no longer in that GM chair, he sh- Eric Gustafson should have been brought in the office and said, Thank you for your service. Get the hell out. Yeah, go like, help the Rockford no, Power Play. No, I'm, I, I know I rag on Gustafson a lot. I'm sure he's a nice guy. I've talked to him a couple of times. Nice guy. I'm sure he uses his left and right turn signals on the road. He, but <laughs> just I don't want him on my hockey team. I don't want him on my hockey team. Now, everything you hear is, well, you know, you can deal with the, the defensive liabilities, but he'll, he produces offense, especially on the power play. Four Power play points. Yes, and we know and he was part none of them of were team, goals. Right. He was part of a team, the first team since 1970-71, to have zero power play goals from a defenseman. So if that's the one thing he does and he's not doing it, what the F are we doing here? Yeah. So I, I gave him one feather, and that's only because I wanted to make Lawrence do something. I wanted to leave the box blank, but, eh, <laughs> you know, I said one feather is fine. I was I like one. I was like half a feather, but I'm like, nah. That first one is really small, and you might not be able to yeah. see it. So, I went with one <laughs> because okay, a minus four for as bad as he was, minus four. Okay, I'll give you a feather for that. Yeah. I want to point out I mean, he was the only one of two Blackhawks that played regularly to finish fifty percent or higher in Corsi. Right, because he started ninety nine percent of his fifty eight percent fifty eight percent in the offensive yeah. zone. Gustafson was a. Com- 50% on the dot in Corsi. 7-16, 7-16. The only other Hawk above 50% that played more than 10 games. Sam Lafferty? Brandon Hagel. Hagel. 50.22. Yeah. That's it. Those are the only two on the entire roster. It's a well, little surprising. Yeah, it's, it's but when you when you start when you're starting in the offensive zone. Yeah, almost 60% of the time. Of the time yeah. Gonna, that's going to happen, but. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, well, and, and Hagel was one of their better players up until the point that he was traded. So it make, makes a lot of sense. I gave him a one and a half feathers um, based off of, like Jay said, expectations. And I, ex- you know, when, when Gustafson was brought in, uh, I really thought it was going to be, okay, here's 
you know, put your finger in the, in the hole in the boat and just wait it out with Kalanick and, and, and Caleb Jones hurt for that period of time. I think it was a month, two months to start the season. And I thought, all right, Gus will just be here for a little while. Once Jones and Kalanick are back, they'll put them on the market and say, hey, has anyone got a vending machine that's broken we can trade trade them for? And uh, lo and behold, he finishes the season with the Blackhawks. So I just, yeah, we you knew exactly what you were getting when Eric Gustafson was brought in. His one amazing season happened during one of the best offensive seasons the Blackhawks have had as a team and also one of the worst defensive seasons they had as a team yeah. in 2018-19. That was Patrick Kane's career year. That was Jonathan Taze's career year. Yep. That was Alex DeBrinkett's career year. Like, literally, they all had, they were all gas and couldn't stop a, a, a puck to save right. their That's life. Why they didn't make the playoffs. Exactly. So, so Gustafson... That was the season they should have traded him. Right, that His off value season was never going to be higher. That off season, he should have been he should have been shipped, and they would have gotten a first round pick for him, and Probably. they would have swindled somebody. Yeah, but they missed their opportunity, and they traded him two years later for a third round, third pick. round pick, and then yeah, and then he so was traded to Montreal last year for a sixth round pick. So you know who was used with the draft pick they got? Who they got with that draft? The pick? third, Why Kalnick. That's what it Wait. says here. They didn't, but they didn't draft Kalnick. Was the Blackhawks used to draft? Oh, this must be wrong. What I'm reading here. They signed Kalanick because he didn't get because yeah, he didn't he, get signed by I think Philly. Yeah, it wasn't. Was. Oh, I'm sorry. Why Kaiser? I Kaiser. Can read. Okay. okay, yeah. Well, hey, good use of a third round pick, I guess. I can't. I like, read. I like Wyatt Kaiser. I, I think. Yeah, I like. I like him I, too. That's a good trade. Then I stopped reading at the K. Wyatt K. Yeah, an easy mistake. Wyatt K. There can't be, be that many Wyatt Ks in hockey. It's got to be that guy. Yeah, it's got to yeah. be. How Only many Wyatts are there? Yes, yeah, so I. I just think Blackhawks have them all. Like you said, like you can live with the bad defense if the offense is there. And he wasn't replicating that year where he scored 60 points. Like, there was no way he was going to do that. It's never going to happen again. No, it won't. lightning in a bottle. And so, yeah, keeping him around the entire season, I mean, you you get what you get. I gave him a a, a feather and a half. And if if an NHL team wants to give him another contract, my my deepest sympathies for that fan base. Yeah, no. Um, I just I remember one of the first practices we were at once we got credentialed and started covering a team. We were in the media room at the practice rink, and I remember a couple of the 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 beats that have been there the whole season were like, "Oh, there's Eric Gustafson. It's March, and he's still here. That's right, yeah. weird. Like nobody expected him to be here past that six week pa- period, and uh, past the deadline too. Yeah, like it just it made no sense that like it's the last game of the season and Eric Gustafson's on the ice like what are we even doing Should at not this have point happened. like it's just a waste of a roster spot and again i'm sure eric is a great guy he's got really cool tattoos um <laughs> as i said I, I i'm sure he never never coasts in the left lane on the highway um <laughs> so like i'd hang out with eric gustafson just i don't want him in my hockey yeah uniform. it's it's just not his fault he was not a fit for this team he, right. it just it just made or any nhl team. i i get what he who shall not be named was thinking early on, but I don't want to be in that headspace. That's the, a the fact place. that Wyatt Kalanick played what five games for the Hawks this year. Yeah, he got buried. That's unfortunately. That was one of the guys we entered the season with high hopes for. Can, can we briefly go back to the goal song thing? Because I just had something pop in my yes. head. Um, Wyatt Kalanick, Wyatt Kaiser. I have their goal songs picked for one year right. for the Blackhawks. Weird Science. Okay, because wasn't that one of the kids' name in Weird Science? Wasn't he a Wyatt? I think so. I believe that was not Anthony Michael Hall, the other kid. 
I believe was Wyatt. To the internet. To the web. To the internet. Wyatt Donnelly. Yes. There you go. See? Yep. So there you go. I, Boom. Wyatt Kalnuck's goal song is now Weird Science. Weird Science. There you go. I like it. Little Danny Elfman. Little Oingo Boingo. Danny Elfman. Can't All right, go we're, if we're going to go back to things in the show, um, a couple people chiming in on the coaching search in the chat here. Um, Erica says, uh, Davidson shouldn't just settle for someone he's already familiar with because he is young and the team going through a rebuild. Uh, Michael says it all starts with coaching, not King, please. Uh, yeah. So a lot of folks are kind of off the Derek King bandwagon, which makes sense. You know, I think um, before we knew which coaches were going to be available, it, like I said, like it made a little bit more sense to be like, all right, yeah, sure. Bring him back. That's fine. Now, you know, who's out there. It's there's too many, there's too many options that I think would just be better. And I think too, during the season, we saw like a bit of a little bounce, after the deadline when they absolutely could have folded the tents and just lost every game for the rest of the year. Right. They came out and played strong. But then after a week or two, eh, yeah, they kind of reverted. And, and uh, yeah, that that's mentioned here by Michael as well about the reverted back to the same mistakes. But, I mean, what coach is going to do much of anything with that roster at that point? At that point, no one. There, I mean, I don't yeah. know what – You need a whole offseason to revamp the yeah, system. That, and, that, that, yeah, that, that, is, that was not – an NHL roster for those last right. month of the season. So, you know, the fact they got any points after the trade deadline was was a bit of a miracle. Yeah, they played spoiler to the to Vegas, so that was a good, that was a good that moment. And that successful season in my book. There man. you go. All right, let's move on to Kirby Doc here. Um, Do we have to? I oh tweeted boy. before the show, and I, I don't know if you guys agree with this or not, but Kirby Doc's development, or lack thereof, might be the most important aspect of the Blackhawks rebuild because if they have a number three pick that is a bust if this is where Kirby Doc is that is a huge whiff if he turns into anything close to what they were hoping he would be that might actually accelerate the rebuild and we were talking about it the other day when we were sort of reliving some past drafts and we're looking at the numbers of the guys who were chosen above Kirby Doc so Jack Hughes pick number one uh, he has 108 points in 166 games. Pretty good. Capo Caco, 58 points in 157 games. Kirby Doc, 59 points in 152 games. When you move down the list here, Trevor Zegris, 74 points in uh, 99 games. He was picked ninth overall. You can keep going down this list and finding people who are comparable to Doc. But aside from Hughes and Zegris, there's really no one, and Cider uh, was that draft too, right? Oh, Cider, yeah. Yeah, he's kind of who's a defenseman and points aren't really as valid. There's not anyone who's really accelerated way beyond what Kirby Doc is doing, aside from Hughes, who is a no-doubt number one. Kako was no-doubt number two. So I just want to qualify this in saying that after like kind of resting on it a little bit for a few weeks, for a few months actually, I'm not quite as down on Doc as I was during the season. But I will say, I'm still giving him two feathers because, <laughs> quite frankly, you're drafted third overall as an offensive player, and you've got to start producing points. I think his overall game came around a little bit. You saw him be more effective defensively, making better decisions at better times, uh, not trying to skate around everybody, uh, not taking quite as many huge hits as he'd been taking in the past. But still some. Still taking some, but not as many. Um, but until the offense comes around, I can't, I think two, I think two feathers is generous, but I'm feeling generous today <laughs> because I'm just looking at how the other people in that draft has, have performed. And aside from Zegris and Hughes, there's really no one who has clearly 
outperform Kirby Doc at this point yet. I think as as to that point as a whole, probably not. But I think if you're looking at some of the players that were drafted after him and their trajectories, I think though I think when you if you if you were to factor it in on that, I think a, there's a couple players there that their arrows are pointing up way at a much steeper level than than Doc's is if it if it's even pointed up at all. Um, I gave him two bec- for for some of the same reasons uh, that that Jay said. Um, the the offense hasn't been there that I think a, a lot of people expected them there to be from him. Um, his you know his rookie season and the 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 bubble playoff performance that he had was promising, um, but injuries just derailed his development. And you know we can debate whether he was rushed to the NHL or not. Um, but I, I think the I think the injuries have played the biggest factor in him having a stunted development and trying to overcome those and and try to overproduce and do too much um, that he was either physically wasn't ready to wasn't able to do um, or you know he's just not there in his in his skill set yet and I think then that translated into a hit to his confidence. So when you're you're when you're trying to overcompensate for coming back from injuries from, you know, trying to get back on your development path and things aren't going your way. You get in your own head or other things get in your, in your head. That's, that's a lot to overcome. So I think towards the end of the season, his, his all around game started to develop a little bit more. I, I, I would like to think that he'll not only be back on a, on a, you know, decent contract, like we we were were discussing earlier this week, um, but that he can, actually take an off season. I know this is, we've said this before about him, but take an off season to get healthy, both, you know, physically and get his, get his mind in a, in a, in a good spot so that he can go into next season and be a little bit more, you know, mature physically, mature mentally and, and go in and, and, and have that, uh, have that off season, have that training camp where it really feels like, okay, things are back on the right track. Yeah. Uh, if there's a guy that needs that, new coach uh, to kind of start over is Kirby Doc. Yeah. Uh, I gave him a, a feather and a half. Um, again, that that's kind of weighted against expectations. I had more expectations for him heading into the season. Mm-hmm. None of them were really met. Shame on me. Um, I'm going to go into this season with zero expectations for Kirby Doc. He's got to earn expectations at this point. Um I mean, yeah, the faceoffs are abysmal. Thirty-two point eight percent faceoffs from a guy that was supposed to be your future number one center. That ship has sailed. Yeah, like, I don't Kirby Doc can still be a really nice player. He's never going to be worthy of that number three overall pick, and he's never going to be a legit center in my eyes. Now I'm not like like we saw what how the the improvements that Dylan Strome made. So it's not impossible, but I have no expectations for him being even, a center. It's almost he, getting worse. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, even 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 Strom was like low low mid forties, right. and then toward you know that back half of this yeah, season, Strom was never this. He bad. got up to the you know wasn't, to fifty percent or better. Correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't Strom pretty good in, in Arizona? He was around like he 45, was a, 46. Okay. Oh, I, yeah. He was like he was never yeah. at fifty. This was his first season over fifty percent. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the the jump was very significant. But like, even if Kirby Doc, Doc makes was, the jump that Kurt, that Strom made, he'd still be at forty percent, which right. is no damn good. Because in in his two full seasons, it was what? Th- what did you just say? Thirty. He was thirty two point eight this year. His career is and at about thirty. His rookie year was like thirty 
yeah. six thirty-eight. I want to say, he's and then 40 his something short, in his little bit, yeah. in his short season, it was like his career average yeah. is below thirty-five percent. Yeah, I don't. That's I, pathetic. And and you know, you can say like, oh, you know, he's working with Jonathan Taze. I don't know if getting your lunch money taken yeah. from you at Having every Jonathan practice Taze beat you nine out of ten times. What is that doing? That doesn't for do you? anything for your confidence. You, no, that's Kirby Doc's biggest problem is between his ears right now. Well, and see, that, he is an unconfident hockey player. That to me is a coaching thing too, because you're like, well, he's got to learn to get better at faceoffs. Let's have him go up against Taves no, all the let's time. Let's have him go against and Taves just destroy. It's like it's like spaceballs where yeah. he puts his hand out and just yeah. holding him back. Taves like, is that, probably out there with one hand swiping the puck right. Away. That, that's not helping. That's not, no. Put him up against like Sam Lafferty, a guy who's got right. a chance to get. Why don't some we wins bring again? Joe Sakic in or Yannick Perot and just have him go just lose every faceoff, and that's really going to help things. Right. That's 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 foolish, and I get the idea of you want him working with the best, but not against the no, best. You got to work your way up that way. Let's start yeah. with the worst faceoff guy on the team. That's not Kirby Doc. Right. Have him so just the second work, and then work his way up. That's see, that's what they could use Eric Gustafson for. Here, take, take face off against off Kirby Doc in practice. Yeah. yeah, Doc would probably <laughs> still Doc would probably still lose two out of three. <laughs> well, so, you, you made a good point, Greg, and I think you know, saying he'll never live up to the third overall pick, and that's true. And I I think it's we have to be look. It's not his fault he was picked where he was picked. I think about this a lot with Mitch Trubisky. The fact that he's overdrafted is not his fault. No, right, right, and I think that you know. People will always hold that against Trubisky unfairly because of where he was picked. He was probably seven, eight, nine, but right? He's, but he's another world. guy that had terrible coaching and terrible development. Right. Exactly. And there have been flashes. For me, though, with Doc, is I just want him to simplify. I feel like he's always trying to do he's thinking too, too much. much. Mm-hmm. He always defaults to pass. Yep. He, was, if he's not passing, he's trying to stick handle through four people, and he's not been able. Like we we've all talked about the Jonathan Taves goal against Colorado, where he's t- he's not been able to complete that. He's tried it a dozen times, and just it does not work for him. Mm-hmm. Keep it simple. Use your size. Fill out that frame and power your way through people. And that's a mentality thing, you know. He he comes up in juniors where he is the biggest guy by a mile in the league. Right, and he's just sort of dominating everyone without having to physically dominate everybody. Right. Now you're in the NHL. You're six four. He's kind of a wisp of a guy. He's not real thick by any means, but he has to learn to adapt his game. He's got to get bigger. He's got to get stronger, and he's got to work his way into those scoring zones, and then use the good hands you have in close and become a threat in front of the net. That, that's the kind of player Kirby Doc has to be, and he just has to stop deferring all the time. That's, that's, it is time for you to take control yeah. and start generating things on your own. That's one of my biggest criticisms uh, on his stat line outside of the faceoffs is 116 shots on goal in 70 games. Yeah, That's less than two a game. I'm not a math expert, but that's like a shot and a half a game. For context, about, Calvin yeah. DeHaan had 107 shots. There you go. In a very nice 69 <laughs> games. There you go. Nice. Like you can't, you be can't close be outshot Cal- by Calvin DeHaan <laughs> in the same amount of game. No offense to Calvin DeHaan, I love Calvin DeHaan, possible future guest. Oh, I hope so. And uh, yeah, you sh- when you're you're supposed to be a second line center, offensive dynamo, 
your stay-at-home stalwart defenseman should not be out shooting you. Right. Like, it's just shoot the damn puck more. 116 shots in 70 games is what you want out of your fourth-line center, not your future first-line center drafted third overall. He's got to get more confidence. He's he's a broken-down player. Yeah. You see him out there. He, every time they show him on the bench, he's frustrated. He's he's a guy that just needs to start from scratch. Whoever the coach is this season – Treat him like day one of training camp is his first day in the NHL and start over. Forget the last three years. They were not good. They were garbage. Not all his fault. Terrible development. Start this year. Day ca- training camp day one is his first day in the NHL. Treat it as such. Build from... We're rebuilding this franchise. You got to rebuild Kirby Doc. You got to break him down to scratch and build him back up. I 100% agree with you. If you're the head coach, are you doing that? Are you starting his re- hitting the reset button on his career as a center or a wing? Wing, wing. I think so too. And then I, and, and then and see take it from there because he can he 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 can be far more instinctive playing on the outside than playing down the middle. They're playing center in the NHL, especially as a young kid in his t- early twenties, is one of the hardest things to do. Mm-hmm. There's so much to think about out there, and Kirby Doc can't handle the thinking right now. There's too much of it. I've said it a hundred times on this show. A hockey player who's thinking is a hockey player who's going to fail. Just act on your instincts, and you could be a far more instinctive player playing on the outside than down the middle. And if he shows you that improvement and you get the confidence in him on the wing, then you can move him back to the center. It's much easier to go from outside in than, or from inside out than outside in. I hate to always go back to this, but it, it is something that is emblazoned in my mind forever. Duncan Keith was a guest on the Chicklets podcast years ago, right when Colton took over. And he was asked about what he appreciated about Joel Quenville. And he said, Quenville let us use our instincts and just play hockey. And he said, whereas the way it is now, referring to Colton, it seems like everything is played out. Everything is pre-planned. If you're thinking, like you said, that extra second, that extra half a second, that extra millisecond. Pucks behind is your goalie. Exactly right. You've got to let these players use their instincts and play the game they've played their whole lives that have gotten them to the NHL. Yes, of course you want to do that within a structure, but he has to individually embrace that. Do what you know. And yeah, there's going to be little adjustments made to your style. And as you learn the competition and what you're good at and what you're not as good at, you know, you've got to adapt, but I, you can see Kirby doc thinking on the ice. You can, Watch him overthink. And as you said, he leaves the ice to go to the bench, and he's frustrated. He's slamming his stick. He's deleting his social media. Like, it's just, it is, yeah. he is completely right now in his own head. And you want to talk, like, you tell Eric Gustafson might be a great guy. Doc is such a great kid. He is. I've, like, I've talked to him a few times. He's he's positive. He's optimistic. He's a, a, a mature beyond his I years. I want him to succeed we for all many want reasons. Want him to succeed. Oh my God! If Kirby Doc was a star, he could be the king of Chicago. People want him to be great, and I think that's where the frustration is coming from. Is we're so excited to get this lucky third overall pick. We get this kid who who looks the part. He talks the part. He's got a cool number. We, like all the stuff we that draft you want. his younger brother. Yes. Like we're embracing this entire <laughs> right. family. It's and like, it's just, come on, it just do hasn't something. been there. It's like and that it, meme with the poking of the stick. Do, do something. something. Yes. And I really think, you know, he, like I said, he is so key to the development. And Greg, as you said, yes, a new coach 
And even like a new GM, a new front, like a whole new set of eyes on him is going to be the best thing for him. Change the scenery without leaving town. Right. And hopefully it doesn't shake leaving town for him to, to figure things out. And and as you you talk about the instincts and and like the, the Colleton, like, you know, the the best way for these hockey players to operate is you have a coach and you tell them, this is where I expect you. This is what I expect you to do every game. You give them their expectations and then you leave it up to the player on how to get to exactly where they want that to be. Yeah. Where Colleton was like, this is where I want you to be at the end of the game, and these are the exact steps you need to take to get there. No, you tell them what you want them to do, and then you let them do it their own way. Mm-hmm. So just let him go out and play the damn game. Let him be a winger. See what happens. I'm, maybe you can move him back to the middle of the ice through the season, but start from scratch. Kirby Doc is your, is your winger next to Jonathan Taves and whoever. Um, you know, hey – Jonathan Taves, if he's here, Tyler Johnson, if he's here, Kirby Doc. That's a pretty good line, and that's two veteran guys for Doc to play with and to learn how to do. Like, we were seeing some of those things when he doesn't have the puck. We're improving. That's why he got a a feather and a half. There were some of those improvements that you need to be an all-around hockey player, but we need him to be an offensive player, and he's just not done that yet. Yeah, So as someone mentioned in the chat, be a Marion Hossa type. That's, I mean – be a unicorn. Yeah. I, I, that, 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 I think that's too high of expectations, and, and I think that that's kind of I'd what... I'd settle for a Brendan Saad right now. That'd be, yeah, that'd be nice. Um, I, I think the expectations... There's a long way to go before have, he gets there. Yeah, there's, there, there's steps that need to be taken. I think the expectations of coming in as third overall pick, coming in as being billed as this next center, I think everyone expected him to be, oh, Jonathan Tazel was great right away. Yeah. Kirby Doc can be great and right none away. none of that's fair to him. No, it's... it's, it's, it's 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 not. And, and yeah. I think, I I think for him coming in this season, getting the the like you guys said in a, in a great way, a change of scenery without having to leave Chicago. Like a lot of there's a, a lot of moving parts. They're going to have an entirely new coaching staff. I think that's going to be a a big deal. And and if if they can start him at at a, at a wing, hopefully build up his confidence both you know through through his play on the ice and and, and development off of it and whatnot. Um, it's it's then then it's good to say okay we have we have Kirby Doc he's developing as a wing if they get into some sort of lineup pinch or anything they can move him to center if they have to um, but yeah I, I I think you know not every player that's drafted as a center plays center in the NHL right. and I think that 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 has to be completely fine our guy Skokes in the chat brings up a good point he says I believe Blake Wheeler started as a center and performed much better when he moved to wing if Kirby Doc turns into Blake Wheeler. Yes, please. That would be yeah, amazing. Be I'll take that. That'd that would be, be wonderful. I would even take. I would take Blake, Blake Wheeler right now. <laughs> <laughs> I would take seventy-five percent of Blake Wheeler right now. Yeah, that would be great. Um, yeah, you should never be anointed top line center. You have to earn that position, and he hasn't done it. So very few players can do that. Right, and and get him out in the wing. Get him playing instinctive, confident hockey again before you worry about ever thinking he's going to be a center again. That should be a bottom of the list for him right now. I wonder what could be done to, like, coach the deferring. I almost feel like he is – he's making a choice to defer to the veterans. And I don't know if that is, like, a, a personality thing of, like, I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to come in here and try to be a superstar right away. It's weird. Like, it, it is definitely – I think if you're playing with Alex DeBrinkett and Patrick Kane – your thought is like like with Dylan Strom. Your thought is, oh, these guys can do something with the puck. Let me get it to them. 
and that could that can be a confidence booster if if you're a player that's that is good at being pass first instinctively and i think doc is deferring to being pass first but when he was in junior he was a goal scorer yep and i i just think <laughs> yeah I, I i and i didn't didn't mean to cut you off jay but i think oh. a, a thought a thought that i have is um going into next season you know don't you don't have to necessarily put him with Patrick Kane or Jonathan Taze if Taze is, is is on is on the roster, um, you know maybe maybe try him with like Lucas Reichel or try him with like Philip Kershev or something like put him with someone who it's not it's not in his head to defer to the superstar it's it's more of like oh I can be the guy on this on this this line in this trio or you know some or someone he can play off of I I think that's something to 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 try again I'm not I'm not the coach but it's something to try. I, I, that's a genius idea. That is my third line in NHL 22. There you go. Is uh, Doc Kurashev and Reichel. With Reichel at center, I've got Taves with Kubelik and Radish, in case you're curious. Oh, that's how nice. Are going. What's, the, what's the record on that team? <laughs> I'm in uh, game three of the cup final against ah, Pittsburgh. There you go. Why didn't they, so, why didn't they hire you? So should I hire me? <laughs> I don't, well, Coaching search do. is over, There folks. you go. Uh, Let's get Jay Zawoski on, the, on those odds. Yeah, well, here's the weird thing to say. Next year, in the next couple of years, Kirby Doc's gonna be one of the veteran guys. Yeah, so like he's got to get that. He's got to get that in his. He's got to get that in his head that he's not the rookie anymore. He kind of is already. Yeah, he's he's gonna be entering his fourth season yeah. with the team. It's time, That's, man. He's one of the long term guys at this point. It sounds so strange, yeah. but you're not a rookie anymore. Start stop playing like it. I, I catch myself time sometimes being like, oh yeah, Alex DeBrinket is like 400 games into his career. <laughs> like yeah. it, it goes by. Fast. It's crazy. It's wild. It's uh, they grow up so fast. Yeah. I just uh, you know, <laughs> look, we're all anxious for the next season to get here and in this whole off season to begin. But I just, I don't know. I, I'm he's, rooting he's so hard for Doc. I want yeah. him to succeed yeah. so badly for for many reasons. Not only because it, it's going to mean a lot for the team's yeah. success, but just for him. He's a good kid yes. who who deserves success. But if he if he figures things out, the conversation changes a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, if he starts putting up 50, 60 points, okay. If that can be his if 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 that can be his ceiling and he can reach it, fantastic. It, that does not seem unreasonable either. No, it shouldn't, shouldn't be. Shoot it shouldn't the puck be. more, get some confidence, use that body to your advantage, figure out ways to not be so hurty. Um, <laughs> I know injuries are not yeah, a player's fault, but you know, there's 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 ways to prevent all that heavy contact. Definitely. Um, well, so, and, and physical maturity is different for different for different right. people. So and he's still growing. Yeah. Still so so coming coming into the league at 18 years old, being six four, 200 pounds, like that's that's great. But like if you don't know how to use a bullseye, take on you. yeah. If you don't know how to take care of yourself physically on the ice at that size, like you're a big target. Mm-hmm. So you know, learning to not only you know know how to preserve yourself physically, but also to be able to just actually take that kind play that kind of game. Uh, that takes some time for, yeah. for different guys. You know, John, Jonathan Taze is a perfect example of, of a guy who came into the league with size and it fluctuated over over his career. He yep. went from being, you know, not being a more a more finesse player to being like, oh, I'm taking a lot of hits. I'm playing a physical game. I need to bulk up. Oh, crap, I'm too slow. Now I need to, you know, slim down a bit. So it, it, it changes. And I think if if Kirby can come into this upcoming season feeling physically healthy, he's another year more physically matured. I think if he can... If he can learn how to play that more, um, a smarter game physically, 
I think that can do a lot for his confidence without even having to touch the puck. An opening night goal would be gi- ginormous oh, for him. That would Love be it. fantastic. That would be great, yeah. Absolutely. All right, uh, before we wrap up, I want to remind everybody, a great way to help us continue to grow here at CHGO is to download that PointsBet app and use the code CHGO when you sign up. Not only will you get two risk-free bets up to two grand, but you're also going to get a free CHGO membership when you make a $50 or more first-time deposit. That's going to unlock all of our great web content. We'll have our written edition of the player evals up tomorrow morning. Uh, you get access to our members-only Discord and a free shirt from the CHGO locker, all for making a $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet. And in case you missed it, online sign-up is available now in Illinois. You can actually download the app right now, the PointsBet app, and register your account from start to finish in the matter of moments. You'll be signing up with the fastest sports book, easier than ever, so you can start living your bet life in seconds. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And the absolute best way to support us here at CHGO, not just the Blackhawk Show, but everybody, is us becoming a member, heading to allchgo.com, signing up for that yearly membership. You get access to all the great written content, not only Blackhawks-wise. We're going to have player evaluations. We've got a lot of stuff coming up for the draft, all off-season long, weekly history columns, lots of fun stuff. But we've got all the bases covered here in Chicago. Bears, Cubs, Sox, Bulls, Sky, Red Stars, Fire. We got it all. And there's great written content that you get access to for all of our Chicago teams. Plus, you get a free shirt. Who doesn't like free shirts? You can pick out any one of the great CHGO designs we have in our locker you can get that blackhawks logo right there that's my personal favorite not gonna lie it's a good one but you can get all of our teams the sky shirt is is amazing um or you can get one of our chgo shirts and support the entire site whatever one it's your choice we just glad you're wearing it plus you also get to become a member of our discord server lots of great chats going on over there you can become a member of our community and that's the most important thing going on here at chgo is the community it's you guys out there that make all of this possible our members you guys are the best so please become a member of chgo and speaking of community members there's a big uh chgo white Sox tailgate party coming up in two weeks june 22nd uh afternoon game socks and blue jays for 25 bucks you can join us in a t uh pre-game tailgate party and Woo. go to the game i know all of our white Sox guys are going to be there i'm planning on going uh i think you know hopefully a lot of the chgo personnel will be there so uh check that out as well i just retweeted that link from the show account at chgo underscore blackhawks if you want to check it out yeah i'm going to try to be there too softball allowing yeah let's uh, talk hockey at time. the ballpark that sounds I'm wonderful Absolutely wonderful. All right. Uh, That was a bit of a downer with uh, Doc and (laughs) Gus. Tomorrow, I promise, is going to be a hell of a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Throwback Thursday, we are reliving the 2010 Stanley Cup playoffs where you might have heard the Blackhawks ended up winning that. Spoiler alert, Mm -hmm. the Hawks win at the end. It's going to be a great day full of awesome hockey memories. So make sure you join us at 11 a.m. on Throwback Thursday. Tomorrow is actually the 12-year anniversary of the 12-year anniversary of the the 2010 Stanley Cup victory. So I want to thank Lawrence and Sarah for producing the show today. Uh, For Greg and Mario, I'm Jay. Thanks for listening to the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.